going to take the uh, life of Joseph, and we're going to take and look at how he is a type of Christ. Excuse me. At least probably three or four weeks, I have 101 ways that he's the type of Christ. Um, so if we will cover, I, I've got uh, 18 on here tonight, I think. So if we cover that, I'll be uh, looking at it. You know, I never really, I, I seen it a little bit, but never really seen. It's front and back. Um, I, I think I think it should be um, should be right. But chapter Genesis chapter number thirty seven. Genesis thirty seven is where we're going to start, and uh, we are going to turn to a couple different scriptures. Or if you want to, if you have a habit of writing some down, that but most of them are on that paper there um, that we'll be studying from tonight. But how is Joseph a type of Christ? We finished his life. Uh, his he died chapter number fifty. Um, and uh, he was given some instructions to take his body out of the land of Egypt uh, later on. But as we're studying this, how is he uh, the type of Christ? And so let's begin looking in, in chapter number 37. And we're just going to skip around to different verses and, and uh, just tie them together. We'll move briefly through these, say a few comments on each one of these. Um, and uh, just, it's very interesting to see uh, how much there was uh, that is alike. So number one, we see that he was a shepherd. In verse number, in chapter number 37 and verse number two, the Bible says, uh, Joseph being 17 years old was feeding the flock with his brethren. What was he doing? He was a shepherd. And you notice that in, in this text that he was a shepherd. Um, and then later on when he's standing before uh, Potiphar and his brothers are coming into town, uh, you'll see as well that uh, he's talking about them, them being shepherds as well. But he was a shepherd, so what, who else was a shepherd? God or Jesus was a shepherd. Not only was Joseph a shepherd, but Jesus was a shepherd. In John chapter number 10 and verse number 11, Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth life and uh, giveth his life for his sheep. It's interesting to me that you will see this comparison that Joseph was a shepherd. Jesus is still our shepherd. Psalms 23 gives a great depiction of that. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He restoreth my soul. And all that that goes on there. And uh, the shepherd takes care of his sheep. The shepherd cares for his sheep. Back in the story of David, when David was a shepherd, what did he do to protect his sheep? When the lion and the bear came to get his sheep, what did he do? He killed the lion and the bear. That's what the shepherd did was to protect his sheep. Joseph was that same character with his sheep, but God is the same way with us. He is a type of Christ in that aspect. You'll see that also in Isaiah chapter 40 and verse number 11, which is prophecy. 1 Peter chapter 5 verse number 4, Hebrews chapter 13 verse number 20, all depicting Jesus Christ as the shepherd. So number one, he's the shepherd. Number two, uh, Joseph was opposed to evil. He didn't like evil. He didn't want evil. In Genesis chapter number 37, verse number two, Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. Now this also made their brothers mad a little bit, but he was reporting evil because evil ought to be reported. Evil ought to be stay, stay away from what the Bible say about evil. Uh, he says, 
Abstain from the appearance of evil. If it appears, just appears to be evil, we ought to run away. There are some things that Christians ought not to do just simply because it doesn't necessarily look like it's good to do. Right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, and there are some things that, uh, what does Paul say? Not all things are, all things are lawful to me, but not all things are expedient. There are some things in my life that, no, nah, that's not necessarily bad, but it's not necessarily good either. Uh, you know, hey, if it quenches your spirit when you do it, then there's something wrong with it, you know. It, it really is so when you're walking with the Lord. But who else was opposed to evil? Jesus was opposed to evil. Bible says in Hebrews chapter number 1 and verse number 9, talking about Jesus, thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Jesus loved righteousness and hated iniquity. There he is, a, a shepherd opposed to evil, hated evil. Uh, and don't misunderstand that Jesus loves every sinner but hates the sin. And what separates us between, what separates every Christian, every person from God is what? Is sin. Uh, the Bible says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, God will not hear me. That sin gets in place and takes, uh, pushes us away from God. The reason Christians fall away from God is not because of uh, anything other than just sin that gets in their way. Because sin pushes us away from God. Why is it that you? Why is it that you think uh, sin pushes us away from God? Why is it you think that sin pushes us away from God? You can't, well, you can't look on sin. All right. You're 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 pushing yourself away from God, going to the devil. Yeah. You're choosing the devil and his ways instead of God. Right. And uh, you're making a, a choice there. Yeah. Even though you might you want to do it, is what the devil wants you to do, not what God wants right. you to do. You're pushing you're, you know, you're pushing away from God on purpose. That's right. Anybody else? I mean, ultimately uh, sin is what separates us from God. Sin, as I've said before, I think even uh, a quote by, I think, D.L. Moody or something like that, that sin will keep you from this book or, or this book will keep you from sin. You know, a person who has sin in their life, they're not seeking after God. They're not seeking God's face. They don't want to accomplish God's will. God hates evil because it separates him from his children. All right. Any other thoughts? Well, they separated him and Jesus when Jesus took the sin. That's right. I mean, the Bible says, uh, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why did God forsake him? Why did God turn his back on him? Because of sin. Because he took upon him, as the Bible says, he took upon him the sins of the world. You know, separated him, God and Jesus. That's right. The Father and the Son. That's right. Sin. That's right. When Jesus had to take the sin upon himself, it did. He opposes evil. Uh, Evil, he knows the result of evil. What is the result of sin? What is the result of wrong? The Bible says when sin's finished, it bringeth forth what? Death. death. Yeah. No matter what it is, no matter what's going on, he knows that death will be brought to sin. I mean, whether it's physical death or spiritual death or whatever it may be, it is death that takes place. He is opposed to evil. He's a shepherd. He's beloved son of his father. 
He's a beloved son of his father. Genesis chapter number 37 and verse number 3. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children. He loved his son. He was a beloved son. He was more loved than the rest of his children. Now, we could all sit here and debate and talk about why he was or what, why he was not or, or why he, he didn't love the rest of his children. I think that a lot had to do with, with who Joseph's mother was and things of that nature. But ultimately, he was loved by his father. He was beloved by his father. I think it's wrong to show favoritism over one child over the other, love one child more than the other child. I think that's wrong. I think the Bible teaches us not... Uh, he tell, teaches us not to be respecter of persons and all that, all that. So I think that necessarily that Jacob was wrong in the aspect that he loved him more than he loved the rest of his children. But it's still simple fact that he loved, he was loved by his father. Jesus was loved by his father. The Bible says in Matthew chapter number three and verse seventeen, and lo, a voice from heaven saying, "This is what my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased." So God, so Joseph was a loved, a beloved son of his father. Jesus was the beloved son of his father. It is, uh, as you look at this and you see this, uh, man, uh, God loved his son. He loved his son for God so loved the world that he gave his only what? Begotten son. His only son. Um, so God gave him his son, but he loved his son. God loved his son. Joseph loved his son. Jacob, I'm sorry. Jacob loved his son, Joseph. Any thoughts, questions? We'll move on. All right. He was esteemed superior. What does that mean? He was looked to as being uh, um, superior, uh, 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 put in charge type of thing. Now, Genesis 37, verse number 3 says, uh, and he made him a coat of many colors. And we've talked about this when we were going through the life of Joseph. That coat meant that he was the leader, meant that he was the, the leader of the children. He was, he, was the, he was put in charge, and yet he was the youngest or, uh, or second to youngest at the time. So he was esteemed superior. He was put in charge. Why was he put in charge? Because of Joseph being loved by his father. Uh, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter number 1 and verse number 9, Even thy God hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above all. Thy fellows, who in this text in Hebrews one verse nine is talking about God, or is talking about Jesus, and he was this, he was anointed above all the fellows. He was esteemed superior. He was he was and still is superior of every being, every person in the world. He is esteemed superior. He is the superior. He was then. He is now. Jesus Christ is superior. Um, even so much to the fact in Genesis chapter 48, uh, Joseph was given a double portion because of his, his superiority over his brethren. And, uh, you know, it, it, is, it is something to be said of Christ that he is superior. He will reign one day. Uh, he is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. I mean... He is the everlasting Father. I mean, all those things that is said about God it is true about Jesus. Not only that, not only do we see that he was he was a shepherd. He was opposed by evil, opposed to evil. He was the beloved son of his father. He was esteemed superior. Number five is he was hated by his brethren. His brothers hated him. 
in Genesis chapter 37 and verse number 4, and his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all. All his brethren, they hated him. They hated him. They hated him. Luke chapter 19 and verse number 14, Bible says, but his citizens hated him. John 7 verse 7, the world cannot hate you, but it hateth because I testify of it that the works thereof are evil. But they hate God. They hate the Lord. He was hated by his own brethren. He was hated by the, his own Jews. When Jesus came to this earth, it wasn't the Gentiles that nailed him to the cross. And it wasn't, his, it wasn't those that, uh, that, uh, that were from another country. It was his own country people. It was his own brethren that, held, that nailed him to the cross. When Joseph went out there to the pit, who, who was the one that hated him? Who was the one that sold him? It was his own brothers that hated him. He was hated by his own brother. You know, it's, just sad. it's really sad to me, to be honest, that they were hated. They hated him. They hated him. They hated Christ. They hated their own brother. Their own brother. All right. Your thoughts. Number six. He was hated without cause. There was no cause for Joseph to be hated. There was no cause for him to be hated. In Genesis chapter thirty-five, seven, and verse number five. And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it to his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. Why did they hate him? Because he told them about a dream. I don't understand. They did not have a reason. It wasn't like they were like, oh, I've got to hate him more uh, because of his dream. Somebody tells me their dream, it doesn't make me want to hate them. <laughs> I mean, they did not have a cause to hate him. John 15, verse 25, that the word might be fulfilled that is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. Christ, they hated Christ without a cause. They hated Joseph without a cause. Hated him. There are people, there are simply people in this world that hate Christ and hate the church and hate the things of God simply because it says Jesus on it. They hate it. You know why? No, I don't either. I don't know that there is an answer to that. Other than they hate Christ so much that they despise it. They don't have to have a reason. They hate him. Without a cause. I think that some of the things that are going on in our world today is simply this right here. Hating Christ without cause. That's right. Hating the things of God without without cause. Well, I got a thought. Yeah? yeah? I think they hate they hated him because he was everything that he did was right. Yeah. Which is true. Which is true as well. Because he never, he didn't, of course he did wrong. Of course he did something that wasn't always, but he wasn't the one that was in trouble. He wasn't the one that was always getting in trouble. In verse number two it says that he come back and, and Joseph told his father about their evil report. They were out there doing evil. Well, what, why, why, why didn't Joseph get in trouble? You know, why, why didn't that happen to them? I mean, it's just like, when Christ was living here on this earth, they was trying to find something wrong with him. Something that, well, well of course he did wrong. And we talked about that not last week, but the week before, about how Christ 
healed a man on the Sabbath day. Well, let's crucify him. Let's kill him. What hatred causes you to do that? Because a man does something good on the Sabbath day. You know, that without a cause. They were right, he was wrong. That's right. That's right. You do things my way. Only. Mm -hmm. That's it. Don't you dare do things your way. Don't you dare, don't you dare do different than me. <laughs> I'll hate you. Yeah, but it's true. Some of us are like that, though. Right? They hated him without a cause. Anybody else? All right. Number seven. He was promised a glorious future. He was promised a glorious future. In Genesis chapter 37, verse number seven, it is telling his dream. And the dream is, for behold, we were binding sheaves in the field. And lo, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And behold, your sheaves stood round about and made obeisance to my sheep. You know what he was telling him? Hey, look, look. Yeah, all you guys are going to be bound down to me one day. Uh, and, and they knew that. But he was promised a glorious future. Now let me ask you, who else has been promised a glorious future? That's Jesus Christ. In Luke chapter 1, verse number 32, And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there shall be no end. So not only do we see that Joseph was promised a glorious future, but Jesus Christ is promised a glorious future when he will rule and reign, when, when he will be in charge, when he will be at the top uh, to rule over, and his kingdom will never come to an end. What a glorious future that's going to be. What a great day that's going to be. What a great kingdom that's going to be a part of. You know? He was promised a glorious future. He was hated. He was hated by his brothers. He was hated without a cause. Uh, number eight. He was envied by his brethren. He was envied by his brother, which is a little bit different than hatred. It's Genesis 37, verse 11. And his brothers envied him, but his father observed the saying. They envied him. They wanted, uh, they, they desired to be, be like him or uh, try to understand what was going on there. In Matthew chapter 27, verse 18, for he knew that for envy they had delivered him. So not only was Joseph envied by his brethren, Jesus Christ was envied by those who were around him. And I don't, I don't know that I completely understand all that took place uh, uh, as far as envy goes. Uh, maybe it's a, I want what they have, or I want to be like them, and but it causes them to hate them, it causes them to have envy, it causes them to have that hatred inside of them, and I want that. And so they try to destroy them and take it from them. I, I'm not for sure maybe that they thought that would happen or, or they thought maybe that would work. But that's, I don't know. The, the, the mind thought of those people, I envy them so much. I want that. So they destroy them, thinking it will help them. But how often is that someone who's been hurt, someone who's been, someone who's offended you, someone who's made you mad, someone who... Someone who is uh, that you have yet to forgive. What do we want to do? We want to get even. What we think we ought to get even, and it begins to become uh, attack them and make them feel worse and make them feel bad. Uh, those uh, those men, those those brothers, wanted to do that to Joseph. They hated him. They envied him, and so they wanted to get back at him. One way they could get back at him was destroying his coat, throwing him in a pit, and all of that because he was revered, or he was superior. He was in charge. Just like they did to Christ. 
Take it away from him. Take it away from him. He thinks that he thinks that he's the God. He thinks that he's the God, but we'll let's kill him. Let's see what he does now. You know? Alright. Thoughts? Questions? Well, you know, preacher, in a in a, in a family. see some of this right here in this lesson. Yeah. Okay. In your favor. Yeah. Makes jealousy for others and everything. And because, and the envy, you know, they want what, yeah, what he thinks they get. That's right. Because he's better than anybody else. Right. More favorable. He's favored. He's favorite. more beloved. And, she got, you know. Um, sometimes we try to teach that to our girls that just because one of them gets it doesn't mean that both of you get it. You know, it's just, you know, that, uh, you know, uh, I, and I understand equal to everybody, and, and I don't mean to misunderstand um, that, but, but well, you know, that hatred or that envy started when he got cut. He was made superior. Well, Daddy's talking about his dream. And all you know, and Daddy's Daddy's sending the youngest brother to come. Daddy was sending his his youngest son to come check on us. Yes, yes. And they were jealous. Yes, they were jealous. And that's they envied the same him. thing that happens in the families today. Oh yeah. You know, there's there's somebody favorite in families. Right. Right. Because that's what I see in here. Right. Right. Yeah. And then, and, you know, and I don't know. I would say, and on, on Christ's side of things, I don't know that necessarily they looked and saw that he was favored, but they looked and saw what he did on earth. I don't understand the hatred towards him because uh, he did no wrong. Uh, he was he was trying to do right and did right his entire life, miracles and all that things that he tried to show them about it, but yet they still, they still hated him. They still ended him. They still and, wanted to. And you know, the way I tied Joseph and Christ together, you know, line them up, you know, parallel to each other. Joseph did good. Yes. Grew up. Yeah. Even though he had causes and reasons not to be happy with what the situation right. happened to him there. But he never gave up. He right. always depended on God. Mm -hmm. Jesus did, did good all the way. People didn't like him because I don't think Jesus was favored. Jesus did good all the time, and people didn't like that because it showed them how bad they were. Right. That's it. Right. That's right. Yeah. Show them up. Right. It's just like the, the Ten Commandments. You know, <laughs> whatever I go with the Ten Commandments, huh? Come on. <laughs> it shows exactly what it showed. It, it, That's right. It showed me. That's right. That I'm a sinner. Right. It's to reveal to us the wrong. Mm -hmm. And the righteous living of somebody reveals to the unrighteous person how 
you know, what they're doing is wrong. Uh, I've seen it. People who live an unrighteous life don't want to be around people who are living a righteous life. Um, they may never, they may never come right out and say it. They may never come out and say, "Well, I don't want to be around them," but they won't because of how you're living, and it convicts them when they're around you. And uh, they, well, you make me feel uncomfortable. Well, I'm sorry that that a living this way makes you feel uncomfortable, but I'm not going to change, you know. Um, and I, you know, I, I feel like may, maybe even so that was true about Christ, true about Joseph, that he lived a certain way. I know. Um, that he could not control whether his he was shown favoritism or not, but all he could do was take what how he was how he was treated and go from there. I mean, you and I can't choose whether we're favored uh, over someone or not, or and all that kind of thing. So, I mean, even Christ couldn't choose whether he whether some people liked him or some people didn't. He just had to live his life the righteous way, and if they did, they did, and if they didn't, they didn't. And, uh, but well, look, he had one of his own disciples. That's right. Look what he did to, 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 to Jesus. That's right. 30 pieces of silver. That's right. Uh -huh. And he'd been following him for how long? You know, we don't know how long. Right. Right. That's right. But Jesus was good, and he, Jesus showed what he was, and didn't right. want that. Right. And, and, here's, and here's something else to be true about what, what we're talking about. Just because you do good doesn't mean that evil won't happen to you. Oh, yeah. Because there are evil people in this world that that will take good and make it um, crucify those that do good. You know, there are countries in this world that it is illegal for churches to gather. It is illegal for you to be a Christian. Uh, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were telling me that. Um, they are smuggling Bibles into North Korea. And, uh, you know, that is that is against the law. And someone gets caught with a Bible over there, they can be killed for it or imprisoned for it. You know, that's that's crazy to us. I mean, we've got we've got 15 Bibles sitting at home, you know, or whatever it is. And, and it's it's nothing to us, but, but evil will always be evil. <clears throat> Righteous just has to stay. You just have to stay righteous, whether regardless of the circumstances. Now, do you think, okay, an unsaved person that does good, God rewards them for that? I let think. Me, let, let me let me finish. Okay. Because God doesn't know you until you accept Jesus Christ. Right. So how could God reward an, uh, an unsaved person for the good that He's doing? I think that what is true about a safe person and a lost person is you reap what you sow. I think oh, that everybody does that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you if you reap if you put in good, yeah. you're going to reap good. A lot of people believe in karma, and that's not. Uh, you know, I don't know if you know that. I if I treat somebody good, I'm going to get treated good. That's not that's not how that works. Um, but I simply believe it's just the you you plant good, you'll get good. Um, and I don't think that necessarily that it's rewarded for by God necessarily, but simple, simple reaping and sowing is just a matter of you know whether you're saved or lost or whatever. But but uh, again, like Christ does not. Yeah. I mean, you're not gonna 
you know, we were talking about that Sunday with the white throne judgment. They will be judged on their work. So there are some uh, things that play into that as well. So, I mean, there's got to be some kind of reward slash uh, something for them doing good, doing right. But still, it doesn't earn them salvation. The salvation. Right. They're going to go. Right. Where right. they're going to be cast out. Right. So regardless of what good they do, the end result is still the same. Because it's it's all by grace. Yeah. Because Satan can reward. Yes, he will reward. Just I believe I believe that with all my heart. Yes. That that um, that Satan will take somebody who's living in sin and living it up. He'll reward them. Yeah. To make them think that everything's just fine with the way that it is. But at the same time, God can bring punishment to that same thing going on because of the wickedness, because of the sin, because of the evil and the wrong. Yeah. You know. I don't know if I answered your question or not. Well, we talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe that God rewards an unsaved person because right. God doesn't know them, right. period. They're not. Well, I'm doing okay. Yeah, he, yeah well, he appears to be an angel of light. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course. And I think, and again, I say, I mean, I, I believe that he rewards, he rewards those, you know, that do wrong, do right, yeah. even sometimes make them think that, uh, for instance, I mean, you take a person that's, um, who comes to church and uh, claims to be saved. I think that, that Satan will, will do what he can to keep them coming to church, but keep them lost. Mm -hmm. You know, keep them in that lost state. Well, well, you, well, man, you... Why do I need to go to church? Why do I... Look how good I'm trying yeah, to do. Right. You know, I, I understand that. Right. But I, again, you're not God's child. You know, you're not, you're not going to receive the benefits of being his child. Yeah. And you know, preacher, I don't believe that... I think Joseph had to go through everything that he went through the end results things to happen oh, yeah. the way it did and everything. I think God tested Joseph from the very get go all the way in prison. It was he was in prison for doing nothing. Right. No, no wrong. No wrong. But God rewarded him and he stood the test. That's right. That's right. All we need to do is stand the test. That's right. There are tests that we go through in life every every day, you know, or what, whatever it may be as far as when it takes place or how often it takes place. We go through tests where God is simply trying to see, you know, how, what we'll do, how we will do when it comes to following him. Just, you know, Joseph was, was put in that test. He was put, he was put in the oven. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was, he was put on fire. I mean, they put a lot of heat on him. Yeah. Um, and he came out, he came out better than what the, than the way that he went in, because he stayed righteous. He stayed right with God. He stayed true to God. He stayed true to the way that, um, you know, his relationship with God and all that. Mm -hmm. Stayed true to it. Yeah. Amen. Oh, it's a good study. Oh, it is. It is. It is absolutely um, a convicting study. Yeah. 
Because you see someone go through all of that and yet he still loved God. He still worshipped God. And he came out on top and forgave his brothers. Yeah. I mean, you, you talk about conviction. You just read that story and just say, how do I compare to that? You know, you know Jesus, when Jesus was on the cross. That's right. What did he tell What did he ask God? To forgive them. They don't know what they did. No. Joseph forgave his brothers. That's right. That's right. In spite of what they've done to him. Exactly. And Jesus did the same. I guess we'll probably close that down. I didn't get but through eight of them, so we'll get there. Well, I it's 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 just interesting. I've never seen all the comparisons like that. I, I just couldn't believe um, all the different comparisons of Joseph to Jesus. Uh, he is a type of Christ. In the scriptures, it shows that he did not do any wrong. But we know that he did, because he's a sinner, just like us. Um, but he he, uh, he shows us a picture of a great Christian who went through a lot and still came out on top, you know, came out for the good. Mm -hmm. All right. Any other thoughts or questions before we close? No. Let's, let's, uh, let's pray. Let's. Lord, we love you. We thank you for what you've done. We thank you for all uh, of us being here tonight. I pray for those that were listening live stream. I pray um, you will help somebody, encourage somebody to just continue to live right, continue to be right. Uh, Lord, I pray that we would live our life honoring to you. We love you and we thank you for all that you've done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.